You're listening to the Human Up Podcast, the place to learn everything about emotional intelligence, about how to develop the the tools and skills necessary to build resiliency, especially through the modern, fast-paced technological world that we're in today. As technology advances exponentially, the human mind and our psychology only progresses linearly. And to address the gap between people and technology, I'm learning all I can about emotional intelligence, specifically how to develop it for ourselves, how to develop that self-awareness, how to understand our own emotions and manage them, and, and how to use them in a way to create inner peace within us, to better manage our stress or anxiety or worries or or sadness or, or anything that gets in the way of us being our best selves and, and doing what we want to do. I think so many of our social problems today with our with violence and shootings and crime, abuse, addictions, suicide, mental health, and in some of our physical health, all because at the root of it, people don't know how to identify and manage and communicate our, our thoughts and feelings. And when things are left unsaid or miscommunicated or unexplored, that's where tensions rise. That's where emotions get confused. That's where we might say or do something that can cause more harm than, than good. So this is my own personal journey in increasing that within myself and to share what I learn along the way as well as tap into the minds and wisdom of so many before us who have gone through their own experience or journey or education to develop this this intelligence around their emotions, to develop this resiliency around acting in spite of their their fears or, or deeper negative emotions. Today in this episode, I talked to Matt Perlstein, He has been educating as an instructor for emotional intelligence for many decades now and has recently started up his own nonprofit called EQ for Peace, which I'll link in the description below. Um, But the purpose and mission is to help spread education around emotional intelligence, how to help people better understand what makes them powerful, independent, and happier, more successful human beings. I love that there are many others now joining in in this mission to help develop the the right side of our brains. We've been historically and traditionally taught to, to, to train this left side, this logical, this very cognitive side of our brains, and uh, haven't really been given the proper education or tools to to help develop the right side. And we talk a lot about that and, and whether or not this really is possible to increase, like how to increase it and how to measure it as well, if it even is measurable or quantifiable. And of course, with our emotions and feelings being very subjective, abstract and intangible, there's no one secret answer or, or magic bullet or, or super tool that works for everyone and everything at all times. So uh, as you listen to this episode, take away what works for you or what resonates with you. And if you do, I'd love to hear more about it, which I'll talk more about at the end. So without further ado, we'll get into it after a message from my sponsor. And I hope you enjoy the episode. 
First off, thank you for being a listener of the Human Up podcast. I definitely have so much to say and express and all the things that I've experienced and observed throughout my life that I honestly have been cultured and, and kind of pressured to, to bite my tongue against. So I really love being able to use this platform and this medium as a podcast to do so. And it wouldn't be possible without Anchor.fm, which is the hosting platform I use to distribute this podcast. It's perfect for me right now because it's free and automatically distributes my episodes to all the different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. And the cool part is that there are tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you don't even need any extra software or services to, to create the podcast. And you can even make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership by recording ads like this. So if you have a message to send and ideas to spread, definitely download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And who knows, maybe we can collab and create a, a podcast episode together. If you do end up creating one, you should definitely hit me up and, and we can do something there. With that, let's get back to the episode. All right. Yeah. Thanks for uh, jumping on the podcast, Matt. It's really good to have you here. Good to be here, Victor. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. We, um, is important thing. yeah, no, I, I definitely love and I'm super passionate about emotional intelligence and how it can be so helpful for not only ourselves individually, but for the world too. So it's really good to have you here and really talk about your experience with, um, you know, helping others improve their EQ as well. Um, I guess I'd, that'd be a good place to start is kind of what, your background is in terms of uh, emotional intelligence, kind of how you got into this work, and then maybe what EQ also means to you specifically. So yeah, um, emotional intelligence uh, turns out I've been doing it for about 33 years, well before it was called emotional intelligence, just personal growth and learning about what's going on inside of us. Um, for me personally, I went all the way through college, university education and came out very disappointed <laughs> with what I learned. And I didn't have a clue about myself and what was happening inside of me. I had learned a lot of good information on my left brain, my logic and reason and, and you know, reading, writing, arithmetic and all that good stuff. But I didn't know what was happening inside of me and how to get along with people and how to... Um, you know, how to understand what was going on, especially in the emotional realm. Um, it turned out that a lot of the things that were happening inside of me that I was not aware of and did not know how to manage and control were just my thoughts and my emotions, especially emotions. Um, I ended up talking to my dad about that sometime later and said, you know, what, what, what happened? And he said, hey, I, I wouldn't know a feeling if it slapped me upside my head. <laughs> he was a... Uh, U.S. Air Force colonel and um, very, very powerful man and very brilliant man. But he said, hey, you know, my dad and his dad was uh, an, an attorney in New York City in Brooklyn, New York, and they had to be tough and they were mafia and they had a lot of things going on for them. And he said, you know, like I said, I wouldn't know a feeling if it slapped me upside my head. So um, I, I, we didn't learn about that stuff. We didn't learn about it in school. I didn't learn it from my parents. Nobody else talked about it. Um, so pretty much I have to figure it out on our own. And so that 
fascinated me and I wanted to continue with that and um, find out what was happening. And, um, and then I found out that nobody else knew either. So, yeah. so I've been trying to share that information like you're doing. That's awesome. <laughs> was there like, well, how, how did that show up in either your life or within, it sounds like your dad and their dad, like what, how, like the fact that, you know, the kind of lack this education or you lack this education, how did it really like show up in, in your life? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so example would be um, we moved because he was Air Force, so we moved a lot. And um, that's good for some kids, but it's really hard on some kids to get ripped away from all the time I was either leaving my friends or they were leaving me because they were Air Force too. And so I didn't get the connection. A lot of, you know, people that grew up in the same town or city and have friends all their lives. I, I didn't have that. And, um, and to me, when I was like in seven, eight, nine years old around in there, I was a mess. And, um, I had a lot of, I had a lot of problems. Um, uh, I was very down, um, uh, kind of inside of myself. I didn't connect with people. Um, I didn't, you know, yippee skippy around like, normal seven or eight year and nine year olds. I ended up going to, they put me, they had me going to a therapist when we lived in Germany in sixth grade. I had to leave PE class to go to a psychologist. And that was try explaining that to friends or other people. Right. It's not fun. And, and so, so it was, it, I didn't have, I, I didn't have some like abuse and violence and molest and horrible stuff that some people have had, but um, it was very painful for me to, be ripped away from people and to not, and you know, my mom and dad couldn't, they didn't know what to do. They, I have a picture in my head and I talked to them about this too, of when we moved, we lived in Colorado and I was on a baseball team and I was, you know, I felt connected for a minute. Um, my dad had gone to Vietnam. So we, I was kind of the man of the house for a little while and that was worked out really well for me. But then he came back first stop and that, I didn't care for. <laughs> and then secondly, we then immediately moved to Germany who I didn't know anybody and they didn't want us there and didn't know the language. And it was, it was bad. And I have a picture of me laying on the bed crying because I just was a mess. And my mom and my dad and my sister standing with together, just staring at me. They're just like, well, what the heck do we do with this kid? They had no idea what to do with emotion. They just didn't. And you know, it was just, sadness and and missing people and that kind of thing and they could have just sat down and hugged me and it probably would have been fine but um they had no idea they had no idea so um it, it affected me and I wanted to make sure that I spread the word if I could about how to do this stuff it's not that complicated it's not it's it's not it's simple it ain't easy <laughs> right, <laughs> That's right. It, but it, it ain't easy sometimes yeah no, it's, it's always easier said than done. It's always, it is like, once you hear about it too, it does sound like, oh, that's common sense, of course. Yeah, yeah. well, but then it, it exactly makes sense. It's, so it's not necessarily to... common. Yep. <laughs> it's not very like, common yet. That's exactly. what we're trying to make it common. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. what's really fascinating to me in terms of this this topic. But um, it sounds like you, you did go to therapy though. You had that support right. as a kid. So was that, as was that just a different, um, you know, different experience or, or maybe 
maybe describe well, that in terms of how so yeah. it could have been helpful it could have been a life changer for me but unfortunately the the therapist that i went to was um the methodology they use is to sit quietly until i dis- i came out of my shell and talked mm-hmm. well that was the problem is I didn't know what to say and I didn't know how to talk with people. And so I just sat there and I actually usually slept through the, through the sessions. And it, you know, after a while, my parents were like, this is not working. And like, no, it's not. It could have been a use, very useful. Later on, I ended up going to therapy and it was extremely useful. Um, cognitive affective behavior, behavior, cognitive affective therapy is wonderful thing. CBT is great thing. We, uh, I worked with a therapist later for 22 years and he did cognitive affective behavioral therapy, which means your thoughts and your feelings and your behaviors are add up to your life. <laughs> yeah. Not, you can't get both CBT it kind of skips over feelings and that's not cool, but you got the feelings are critical to the whole thing in my opinion. It is, you know, and and I think that's why I'm, I I love that you know both that that you're doing this right because I think so many people have grown up thinking that our our feelings and emotions aren't aren't mm-hmm. sort of valid or or maybe we're not supposed to feel them or we're just supposed to just get past them you know and mm-hmm. and we don't see that connection to how it affects our our thoughts and behaviors and and how we kind of right. show up and in our lives in general. Especially guys are told, boys are told, do not show your emotions and do not, you know, um, express yourselves and that sort of thing, except for anger. Anger seems to be okay, but, um, you know, sadness and fear are not. And um, what we found is that, you know, every single decision that we make is based on our thoughts and our feelings, not just our thoughts, but our thoughts and our feelings. You can't, you can't not take, I mean, you can not take them into account, but they're, they're in there. They're in the equation somewhere. So if you do take them into account, our IQ plus our EQ, then, um, then we make much better decisions, more informed, more, uh, more, more based on our values, more, um, more powerful, more, you know, et cetera. Make better decisions, base things on your thoughts and our feelings. Yeah, that's big, right? And I and I very much resonate yeah. with the 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 sort of the man up kind of trope yeah. or or idea where you know we were told to just suck it up and and don't uh, you know don't wallow or whatever. And there is value in not wallowing or not ruminating in these emotions, but at the same time, just suppressing it and and pushing it aside isn't isn't addressing the problem at all, right? And right. um. I think that yeah. the reality is the reality is we can't not think and we can't not feel. And so we kind of better get good at those because <laughs> it's 24 yeah. seven, 365 kind of thing. Um, just a quick story is yesterday, just an example yesterday. Um, <clears throat> hang on. I'm going to get a little teary here. Yesterday, our little kitty died. <laughs> oh, sorry and, to hear that. Um, I know. Thanks. And, and I um, I went and got my granddaughter because her kitty had died not too long ago. And we just kind of hung out together and cried together and buried the cat together and made a little tomb or a little um, place with flowers and, uh, um, you know, just made it nice looking. And <clears throat> on our property, we have a bunch of property in the woods. And it just, 
I don't know, a super bonding moment for me and her. Um, I I think I could have stuffed in my my tears and such if I wanted to, but I didn't want to. I wanted to I wanted to let it flow, and I wanted to um, be there with her. And I just I was just appreciating yesterday that I am in touch with my feelings and they are okay with me. And I was very happy about that, yeah. even though I was sad. And it helps it flow through a lot easier. That's I think that's how we were designed in reality. Well, that's 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 nice that you they're working through that and being able to just embrace these emotions. Yeah. I guess for for those um, who struggle with that, who really struggle with identifying with their emotions and 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 being okay with them, how do you suggest they kind of? improve that or, or kind of build that muscle to be able to better feel and, and sit with those emotions and also be able to communicate it? Um, another good question. Um, well, I came up with this quick little formula, which is awareness, acceptance, action, which means first always is awareness. So you got to first go, wow, I think I'm sad. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm sad. I, I'm angry. I'm uh, sad, you know, I'm scared, I'm depressed, whatever, and be aware of it. We can't make decisions. We can't make conscious decisions on stuff we're not aware of, which is kind of like, duh, but it's true. So you first can be aware of it. So find it, you know, notice inside of you that you are having a feeling. Second is acceptance and acceptance is takes a, you know, a billionth of the second to go, oh, <laughs> okay, I'm having this feeling. I don't have to deny it. I don't have to um, lie to myself about it. I don't have to go and get a drink because of it. I don't have to, uh, you know, do all the addictive behaviors that people do when they are trying to deny what they're feeling. You just accept it. Yes, I'm having this feeling. And it's not that big a deal. Yes, I'm having this feeling. Acceptance is huge um, and uh, super important and doesn't take very long. So awareness, acceptance, and then once you are aware and you you are okay with it, then action is what are you going to do about it? Or, or more, more specifically, what are you going to do with it? Which is, I think is a cool distinction I came up with a little while back mm. is what are you going to do with something? It means what do you, what do you do with this feeling as opposed to what are you going to do about it? Which is what action are you going to take? What am I going to do because I'm sad or because I'm angry? It doesn't, you don't necessarily have to do anything about it. You can, like you just mentioned, you can just sit with it. And sometimes that is that, that is exactly the, the, the prescription to use yeah. is that you don't do anything. You just sit for, with it for a minute. And then if you can allow it and you can accept it, then a lot of times, a lot of the time, my experience is most of the time it passes right on through. You just kind of let it pass on through. You're like, Oh, okay. That's it. I love that. I love that distinction between like about it and with it. And I think that that's pretty important there. One other thing, action is action or not. So it's awareness, acceptance, action or not, which means that a lot of times, like I just said, don't do anything, especially mm -hmm. with your feelings. When you get pissed off and you're aware of it and you're accept about accepting it, yeah, I'm mad. And my action is I'm not going to do anything right now. But the thing is about that, is that it's not because your parents told you or the society says you're not supposed to or a bunch of other stuff. It's because you consciously decided I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to run my mouth. I'm not going to tell my boss that he's an ass. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to 
be right now. I'm not going to do anything. So no, no action is a good action. <laughs> a lot of times is when it comes to feelings, but make it conscious. Don't be a victim. Make it conscious. Yeah. Says I. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Take, you take, you take the responsibility and control yeah. of, you take control. of what you do. Yeah. yeah. And it gives you power and control over your own life. It's a beautiful thing. That's EQ is a beautiful thing. I love it's, it. I think this yeah. is, it's such good news. I think what we're giving people is such good news. Like you have way more power than you think you do. You, it's not, people don't make us angry. People don't, it's not them. It's not the government. It's not, you know, it's not them doing it to us. It's us. We, we don't, people don't make us angry. We make ourselves angry. Our thoughts more specifically make us feel angry and we can change our thoughts and they're up to us. It's my inner world. I get to choose. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Right. Yeah. No, it is very liberating in a sense of, you know, in both aspects where, you know, first, I mean, maybe liberating, but also very overwhelming to accept the fact that like, maybe we as each individual are responsible for how we feel at at the same time, but also knowing Mm -hmm. that, you know, we do have that, that power and, and ability to, take control of our own lives and how we mm-hmm. want to behave and act upon, um, upon these emotions. So, and then on the other thing I wanted to mention too, was, you know, that means just as much that, uh, every, like other people's emotions are just as much their own, you know, mm-hmm. responsibility as well. And so, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to take on the, um, you know, the, the responsibility of someone else's feelings or anything like that. It's everyone is kind of responsible for their own. So, uh, exactly. yeah, I've done, I've done, I think 18 now half hour EQ one ones I call them their videos. There's a local cable access channel here. Who's willing to film me for as many times as I want to do it anyway. So I just, I keep filming all these different things on EQ and they're all on YouTube, but I'm on every single one of them. I say, The biggest thing about this whole thing, if you don't learn anything from this, please learn that you are in charge of you. I call it emotional responsibility. You are in charge 100% in control, not not necessarily in control, but responsible for your thoughts and your feelings, every single one of them. And so they're yours. You, you get them, you get to, you get to choose, you get to manage them, you get to do your stuff. And like you said, it can be overwhelming if you don't, when you get first get started. But if you, if you do take responsibility for your feelings, then you can be powerful. You can, um, you get to choose, you get to be more successful. Most EQ people are more successful. We have lots and lots of studies to show that, um, People uh, make more money. People live longer. People have less physical ailments. People, um, you know, get in less trouble. All kinds of great stuff about EQ. If you don't take responsibility for your feelings, you are what I call a whiner, blamer, victim <laughs> most of the time. So, right. If they did it. It's not my fault. They did it to me. And you're like, no, they didn't. <laughs> well, so. and and I and I think to to be, I guess, uh, a little more. Uh, I don't know what the word is, but, you know, I do speak with a lot of people who, you know, are in a position where their emotions really do take a a hold on them. And 
cool. you know, and, and so what, so maybe within your work too, I, I know that you provided a lot of this education in, in uh, a nonprofit that I forgot to ask you about a little bit, but, um, you know, okay. when you are working with people who are seemingly in this, in this state where they're, they, they, it's like, you know, logically we should know that, yeah, we do have this responsibility and, and ability to, you know, act, uh, in spite of our feelings, but how, how do you sort of work through that, that, um, you know, when, when just these strong emotions are really taking a hold of us? Um, well, um, first off, it's really helpful. Like the awareness part is really helpful to, well, let me put it this way. There's, I have a list of 8,000 words in English language that are emotion based words, 8,000. Mm. Okay. It's pretty cool. And I could send you the link to you if you want, but, um, they are, um, so it's really helpful to know what the heck you're feeling. So to be able to identify it, to be aware of it, to be able to separate, like a lot of people, um, especially guys confuse fear with anger, yes. right? It, it, usually fear comes first, but they're like, oh, I'm pissed, blah, 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 blah. But the reality is that you're afraid underneath that, which is much more vulnerable and much more, uh, tenuous feeling, but it's real. It's more real. If you got rid of the fear, you wouldn't have the anger either. So it really helpful to, to identify what the heck you're feeling with all those words. With that being said, what I also think is that, um, you, it's more, it's also helpful in, we call it emotional healing, but in order what you're talking about when people have really strong emotions, what do you do with them? Um, is to be able to boil them down into just a couple and uh, the big three, I call them. And we're not supposed, some people get upset when you call them negative emotions or positive emotions because reality is all emotions are information and they're all good in a way, but they don't, some of them don't feel good at all. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I call them positive and negative because kids, little, even little kids can understand this. And so the big three negative emotions are fear, anger, and sadness. So what, uh, what are you feeling? Which one if, or a lot of times is more than one at a time and you can feel more than one feeling at a time. Um, and it can be all three of them. And if you have all three of them long enough, it turns to this thing called depression, which is not cool. Um, but so it helps to boil it down. What are you actually feeling? Fear, anger, or sadness? What's the biggest thing? And, and then deal with them separately because they become, um, they have their own, their own life to them. They have their own thoughts behind them. They have their own issues. They have um, stuff from your childhood. Probably if you're feeling real strong emotions and they continue, it chances are it is something from your past and something from your environment that you grew up in. Um, and so what we have people do is go back and I go, I always ask people. So when as a child, did you feel similar to this? And if you can relate back to um, back to a childhood event that that where it all started, because we're 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 born pretty much pretty clean. Most kids are real infants. Babies are pretty clean. They don't have a bunch of backed up stuff. Right. Not yet. 
Anyway, and I would I like to say that we're born with really high EQ and it's kind of downhill from there. <laughs> so um, some really fast by having abusive parents, but some slowly over time. But basically, most of us go from really super aware EQ wise to not so aware EQ wise and not so well uh, dealing with our feelings. But if you can start go back to some of the stuff that happened as a kid and and relate it to that and deal with that, then it often, often, often will resolve what's happening with you now. That's, that's one thing that I noticed is that like children really do have that really natural ability to connect with their intuition, with their emotions. They just, they really do have a lot of that, that inner wisdom more so than a lot of adults think. And so, and yeah. it's, so it goes away, right? What happened to it? Yeah. <laughs> Where'd it go? Right. And that, <laughs> but and it's that, in there. It's in there. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm, I'm, I am excited that more uh, educational programs and schools are embracing mm-hmm. emotional intelligence and trying to provide those, those tools to help, help kids even, you know, it, nice. better increase that. So, um, which lead, which is a great segue to our nonprofit, which yes. is emotional education, allowing it, or adding emotional education in schools. Because, like I said, I was really disappointed when when I got all the way through college and didn't have any idea what's going on with me. And mm-hmm. this is all teachable stuff, all of it. Empathy is teachable. Compassion is teachable. Um, communication skills are teachable. Even even love, in a way, is teachable. I mean, it's a natural thing that we're born with, but but what we do with it and how we handle it is is teachable and it can go really badly or it can go really well and there's ways to to do it well. So it's all teachable skills and it makes it so people talk about it and, and it, and it's not a big deal. It's not like it's, you know, if I'm angry, I don't have to go shoot anybody. I don't have to, or myself, right. Just because I'm angry. It's just, it's a, it's not that big a deal. It's just anger. It's just a feeling. And, and everybody has it. Everybody has it. So you know, you don't have to make it such a huge deal. And by, by talking about it and learning about it in school, then it's like, oh, yeah, that's anger. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what do you want to do with that? Well, there's probably some fear underneath. And it's probably based on these thoughts I had about blah, blah, blah. And you go, oh, you want to change those? I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> or you, you don't have to shoot anybody. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of that's a heavy that's a big topic there. But um, in, in terms of uh, in the curriculum though that you provide in the schools, how how do you how do you help kids you know improve their emotional intelligence and and how do you make it in a way that's you know easily uh, that that they can embrace and accept. Hmm. Well, um, first thing, as I mentioned, is emotional responsibility. That's the first thing. I mean, that's the point of the whole thing is that it's it's going on inside of you and you are in charge of it and you get to choose. You get to choose what's happening inside of you. If you have thoughts you don't like, make new ones. Make some new ones. They might be uncomfortable at first. It might feel like you're faking it at first. It might, um, you, you know, you might feel like you're you're just making this up. You are. It's okay. But make new ones. And and you and you continue with those and those thoughts create different feelings if you don't feel safe then you are going to feel uh, more fear and sadness and probably anger to to protect yourself if you do feel safe based on a thought if you do feel safe then you can have more of what i call the big 3 positives which are joy and peace and love those are the objectives and so if you can 
deal with your fear, anger, and sadness, you can create more joy, peace, and love. <laughs> it's not, like I said, it's not rocket science. It's pretty simple, but it's not easy sometimes. Right. So, and, so just so, helping them better identify with these, with the emotions that are like sort through exactly what you're feeling rather than, yeah. you know, being in this fog of emotion. Right. A example is a beautiful example. Um, I got a good friend that is a teacher, preschool teacher, and she has up on the board um, the word, the feeling words, right? About 10 feeling words up on the board with a smiley face or a sad face or an angry face and a face next to each one, um, a, you know, graphic of them. And a couple times a day, I got, actually, I know two different students that are doing or teachers that are doing this. They, um, they stop for a second and they go check in and she'll just go down the down the rows one at a time each of the kids pick one word what are you feeling right now that's all what are you feeling right now and they just go boom 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 because they're pretty good at it and so that does so many things it's such a beautiful uh, exercise which is um identification separation awareness uh validation um uh, um, it, um it allows the kids to when they hear each other like you know, two, three, eight, ten of the kids say angry. Okay, well, anger's not that big a deal. You can be angry and it's not that big a deal. And I'm not different. So many kids feel so different. They're stuck. Since we don't talk about our feelings, they feel weird and they feel like I'm unique and I'm the only one who has these problems. Mm -hmm. They're not, you're not, <laughs> you're not the only one who has feelings. You're not the only one. You maybe, you know, don't know what to call them or you don't know what to do with them, but you're definitely not the only one who has them. So they're pretty much a universal language. And it's just a wonderful thing to be able to see that other people feel similar to you. Right. And um, that that's what I love about, you know, people becoming a lot more just accepting vulnerability in general, right? Like being able to express themselves a lot more. It does help us belong and, and relate to people because um, mm -hmm. I think that's that's the biggest enemy is isolation and feeling like we're alone and not not able to connect with anyone. So. Um, right. finding that and common I don't ground have anybody to talk to about it. Yeah. Exactly. Right? And I don't have anybody to talk to about it and belong. You brought up belonging. Belonging is humongous thing. Uh, Ed Leary and psychology is um, based on that. Um, you know, your level of mental health is based on your sense of belonging period. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot more to it, but if you don't feel like you belong at all, that's not going to go well. <laughs> right. It's not going to go well. Find somebody, some place, some people that you do fit in with and that you do belong with because it's huge. Us humans want to be, we're social beasts. We are very definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so with, with that education too, I think about it in, uh, in actually I'm, I'm relating it back to my, you know, in corporate work culture, I, I don't work in with kids or education. So, but, um, in, in at least the work culture where there were, uh, times where we had a couple of these workshops and trainings around, uh, maybe not emotional intelligence specifically, but in terms of being able to, you know, better, um, better communicate with each other in terms of uh, coworkers mm -hmm. and whatnot. And there are a lot of, mm -hmm. you know, good revelation and tools that come out of that session. But then the problem is how to, how to maintain that or sustain that because, you know, once you leave that workshop room or facility, it's, 
it, you know, it almost all goes out the window again. So how do you kind of maybe with the kids or, or in any other experience, like how do you kind of make sure that they can, can maintain that or sustain these, uh, these tools yeah. and, and better emotional intelligence? That's a really good question too. Um, so yeah, what we're finding is that we're getting emotional education into lots of schools. We've got over 10,000 kids um, have gone through a specific curriculum that we have and it, and it's a beautiful thing. It introduces them, it gives them choice and it gives them some, some, a great start, a great start. And it, um, it changes their, what we call the worldview. Mm-hmm. You think you get to feel like you're not alone and you know, all that. So that's a wonderful thing, but or and, and that's not it. You're not done. You got to continue with it. So what we're doing, part of what our nonprofit that we, we just, uh, I just started a couple months ago and um, I'm trying to get funding now for what I call an EQ environment, which is um, a, a, a community and a family, if you will, of a online and offline where people can connect with each other. You can share things. You can uh, explore a little bit. You can find people that are ahead of you and find people that are behind you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where people that um, are willing, that have been doing it for a while and are, um, and are willing to help, which there's a lot of people like that, and then find newbies and stuff and people that are kind of a mess or that are just starting out that you can help them or people that are just exploring things and you just find partners and you can be able to share and, and uh, learn together. Um, so we, we do need uh, the ability to um, continue to stay connected with people. The other part of that is um, we're doing an EQ database, which is there's tons of stuff in the world going on with EQ, so much stuff, but nobody knows what else is going on in the world because it's there, nobody has a centralized repository searchable ability to find out you know what classes are available, what books are available, what workshops are available, what quotes are available, what you know authors are doing what, etc. And you need, we, we're creating a database of of um, all things EQ. And one more thing is the EQ University, I call it, which is basically an online, mostly ability, ability to have EQ classes. So the first couple of classes, EQ 101, 201, 301 will be free. And you get to start, like you said, a communication class might be 201 because it's two. It's not just me. 101 is me because this all starts with me, what's going on inside of me. But secondly, it goes to, um, you know, from inner peace inside of me to interpersonal peace between the two of us. And then social peace, which is three or more. And so um, the first classes would be free. And then after that, they may or may not be free, depending on who's given the class. But um, they are, you know, a whole bunch of classes and workshops and seminars, et cetera, on EQ, on all different subjects. There's so many different subjects that have to do with EQ. Um, but again, nobody has a place where there's lots of them all in one place. Yeah. No, that's really cool. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to have that that central place and having these resources. Um, yeah. So it's cool that that is gonna that that is becoming a lot more uh, prevalent. I think though there's still that big f- form of resistance, and maybe this is a question too: is you know what types of friction do you get in terms of providing mm-hmm. this? Like wh- how you know is it like yeah what what types of friction do you get i guess in in well, wanting there to there are a lot that? of people yeah that's a good question a lot of people are um 
especially again, guys, I no offense, but I mean, I, I do have guy issues because we got, man, we're such a mess. Yeah. Most of the social problems that are in the world are, are guy issues. And so we're, I'm <laughs> yeah. specifically trying to work with guys to get a clue because we don't really have one. Um, so, but they're, they're science-based and that's cool. Science is a great thing. There's a, I, I like to say there's an, there's a science to EQ and there very definitely is. I mean, emotions are chemicals in your body and they go through your amygdala and they go through your, um, you know, all the things that happen inside your brain, which, and then inside your body and your neuroscience and all that. And it's great. That's a wonderful thing. And, and you, it's, it's helpful to know that, but it's not necessarily a life changer to know that. I mean, it's true, but so right. So, I mean, Great. So that's nice. But there's also an art to EQ, which is really important. And that's how do we do this? How do I deal with this stuff? And how do I um, how do I manage my emotions? It's just crying yesterday with the, with the cat was that's not science based <laughs> necessarily. I was just sad. And so I let myself cry. And so a lot of people, it's really easy. I mean, there's a lot of science now. There's a lot of statistics and, and studies and research going on that is, um, that has um, quantified EQ and has um, given the uh, given credibility to it. But a lot of people still are, um, so in their left brain, I call it their left brainers. I call them, which are, which means, you know, you're, you, it's cognitive only. It's only, it's got to make sense in the numbers and it's got to this and that and the other. And that's just to me is um, defense mechanisms and they, it's easy to poo poo what we're doing, but, um, but the reality is it's huge and it is working and we have tons of proof to show that, but um, it's easy to, to make fun of it. If you see on TV, most of the TV shows that I've seen that have anything to do with therapy or any of that stuff is making fun of it. And they, mm-hmm. they make it sound ridiculous. And sometimes it is the way they show it. Um, but the reality is that therapy and training and personal growth and stuff is there's nothing um, stupid about it. It's fantastic. And it can, change us and change our lives and change the world in my opinion no i love it i actually i i resonate with what you said around movies and stuff like it's yeah uh, you know they make it sound cheesy and and whenever there is like any sort of therapeutic concept or or you know something that can is is around our personal growth it 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 can definitely get into you know, levels of corniness real easily. <laughs> um, yeah. when it, when it's, when easy it seems, yeah, easy to make fun of it is really when it seems forced. Um, but you're right though. Like a lot of these concepts do have really good long-term benefits. Um, and, and I think that's part, partly it is having people experience it in the first place. You know, there's, mm-hmm. um, there maybe isn't as much you can do to, um, really almost, you know, provide the logic around how it works or whatever. But, um, just having someone go through the experience will be that I think that's one of the best ways to really start improving emotional intelligence, just dive into it. Um, and, and yeah, one that, of the, yeah, one of the, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to ask is that like the, uh, you know, separating the left and right brain, uh, it has been kind of the 
Well, so like with emotions being something so intangible, so abstract, it is hard to quantify. Mm -hmm. And so when you mentioned that, yeah, like, I was just gonna say, yeah, that's what I was just gonna say, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> right. So it like, is. how do you quantify? There's a lot that more. And, yeah. Well, there's a lot more now assessments. There's a ton now. Again, nobody knows what all of them, and I want to put them in the database. But um, there's a whole bunch of EQ assessments now, so they can quantify it, and so you can prove it, so you can show it to funders and say, look, you know, it's working. This was a 10, and now it's an 18 or a 50 or a 100. It's amazing because they're saying, uh, you know, that it, it, if you don't quantify it, it's like, okay, well, when you're done with the class, what, did you, what do you have? Well, uh, you know, I'm happier and can identify and accept and aware and blah, blah. And like, show me, I, how do I know that that's true? You got to be able to take a test on this and prove it and like, oh, come on. But you, but you kind of do. So, so there's a ton of assessments out there now that, um, that are, that make it better to uh, quantifying it, but it's still, it's, it's tough. That's tough. I mean, how well do you deal with your sadness? Well, in one to 10, I don't know. <laughs> that's tough. It's, it's hard. Yeah. So, yeah, I almost, <laughs> I almost just do, I, I, I guess I would consider myself being a very, um, uh, is it left, left brained, right? Very like logical, very <laughs> like I really, you sound, you don't sound that much like that. Well, I, That's yeah, cool. I, I'm learning, <laughs> um, okay. but right. I, I was Congrats. definitely grown, raised in that, uh, to, to mm -hmm. very much value that way more than, than, um, maybe the right side of things. Right. So yeah, uh, that's our, that's our history. And that's what our parents did. They, our parents usually, most parents are, you know, are really good and they try to do the best they can for the kids, but that's what they were told. Yeah. And that's what their parents did. And that's all they learned in school. And so they're like, well, just think it through and make a logical decision. And like, oh, I'm trying to, <laughs> right. but all these feelings are in the way. What do I do with those? I don't know. I, I don't know what you're talking about. And so they, they've tried to do the best they can, but they didn't know. They, didn't teach us because they didn't know um so we were good in iq our thoughts but we're stink at our feelings and so we need to build up that side of us so that we can balance ourselves so we can um you know we can make better decisions and all that that i was talking about but it, it's really important and they they don't they didn't know so yeah they don't I, know what to tell i kind of i kind of have this visual of you know this this connection between our head and the heart and like we've yeah. trained the head but you know, society mm -hmm. or outside pressures or other people kind of put a, you know, a block or a wall where in our neck area, you know, to block <laughs> that connection. And so first it, it blocks that connection to the heart and we don't have, you know, we don't know how to express it because our throat is, mm -hmm. is blocked as well. Our, our, our voice <laughs> but that's kind of a cheesy kind of visual there, but, uh, no, it's beautiful. That's beautiful. I yeah. did one with uh, my, uh, your arms. If you put your arms up out to the side away from you, one's up kind of flying. One is, uh, our e IQ is up and our EQ is down. And so if we try to fly that way, you end up going around in circles and slamming mm -hmm. into the walls and stuff. But if you put bring your EQ up and you've got them both even and they're straight out to the side, then you can fly. Now you can, right. now you can motivate, now you can make things happen. So, yeah. Well, that's cool. I, so I, uh, man, there's so many more topics I wanted to dive into that, but we're coming up on the hour here and, uh, maybe we can hit around two or something, but, uh, I, I like to, I really appreciate your time being here first of all. So, um, thanks for, you know, 
chatting with me on all this stuff. I think it's really important to, to share. Um, and what I like to do on the end of my segments is to uh, go through sort of, you know, for, for my guests to share a recent experience or maybe, um, you know, what their hope is or uh, what they see out in the world around the five core emotions. Um, have hmm. you seen the movie Inside Out? Oh, heck yeah. Are you kidding? Our yeah. whole class went to it. We went like 30 of us went to it. As soon as it came out, I'm like, yes, Disney's doing feeling. Exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. They got no. the greatest little anger guy and a little sadness and they're just, they did a beautiful job on that. They really yes. did. And yeah. they did a lot of actual <laughs> research around it too. They had a yes. psychologist come in and consult with it. Yep. So there's some really yeah, real, real yeah. things. Yeah. Check into some of that stuff he does. He does those um, micro expressions and he it did, they did, um, it's beautiful stuff. So go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I know we, I, we can, we get passionate about this. Uh, um, but yeah, so, um, with the five core emotions, we'll try to go quickly, but, um, maybe share a recent experience that you've had with each of them or what you kind of see out in the world, either personally or professionally or, um, okay. just in general. So we can start with, uh, anger. What, What's I knew you could start with that. Yeah, yeah. I, my my biggest thing with anger now, anger is completely totally optional. First off, and second off, it is based on our thoughts and all that kind of good stuff. So I don't get angry that much anymore. I used to. Oh man, I used to live there, but I don't get angry that much anymore. But my biggest anger right now, I think, is kind of a generalized anger where I'm just upset that that. Our system doesn't teach this stuff to kids. It's wrong. It's just not right that we, uh, that kids go all the way through school, including me, and didn't know, they don't know squat about what's going on inside of them. And that, I don't know if you want it more personal than that, but personally, I'm personally doing something about it. It's personally affecting my life, and I'm personally um, on my soapbox about trying to help people but um, learn this stuff. But it makes me angry, and I'm trying to use that anger. You can use your anger to, to tear things down, or you can use it. It can be one of the most destructive emotions around, or it can be one of the most motivating emotions, and I'm trying to use it to motivate myself. To uh, you know, I get gets me out of bed in the morning. I'm like, this is I'm, I'm I gotta go make this happen. So, so yeah, I'm angry about that. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, one other thing, and about those the mass killings. God, just what is it? Last week, the United States, yeah. we had what four last week or something ridiculous last week. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell? Did this are these are Americans, and they're usually middle middle age or a little bit younger white guys they're all guys right every one of them's a guy and i'm like god dang it <laughs> does this do you want how much more do you need to know to to see that this is not working it's yeah. not the guns and i don't want to go into that whole thing it's us we if we're not if we didn't have that we'd be angry about something else but we what that is not how you deal with your anger and we have so much um so many negative role models all the video games and stuff don't you just cream them just kill them you'll get another life it's no problem but that's not right and there's we need to have positive role models to how to deal with our anger right mm. <laughs> yeah no, i got I, my little red face with the hair standing straight up and all that yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah the 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 small red character with the, the... yes <laughs> yes it was great like yeah that's what he's doing <laughs> No, yeah. No, That's how you go you're angry. You sit there and you go, ah, you're yeah. angry. And you let your hair stand straight up and you get all red in the face. And then you let it go and you're like, oh, okay, now I'm not as angry. Okay, cool. That's yeah. how you deal with your anger. 
Well, no, it's cool that, that you mentioned, right, that distinction where anger can be destructive, but it can also be very motivating if you can just reframe Super that, motivating. you know, and use that right. for yes. good rather than bad. Um, I'm trying to. No, yeah. And um, how about then fear? And and also, you can go as personal or non-personal as you if you wish. Yeah. So you can well, we, where. yeah, you can. You know, there's this whole thing about generalizing and personalizing. You know, you can. A lot of people go general and well, the government this and the world this and the economy this and like yeah, but what do you? You can't change all of that. Yeah, you necessarily. You know, maybe you can, but you you. What about you? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, fear. Um, I used to, man, I used to live in fear. I, I was, because we moved all the time, because I didn't know what the heck was going on. I used to, I used to be afraid of everything <laughs> all the time. And I get so sick of it. I was actually angry at my fear, which is kind of weird, but it was true. And, um, so, um, so now I can feel it better. I can understand it better. I can identify it better. I can shake more. You know, I, I know what the shaking's about. Um, I guess one my biggest fear personally right now still is I have cancer. I have uh, bone marrow cancer, which is incurable. Um, and, um, and I don't know, some, I, it scares me. So, I mean, it scares yeah. me. There's, I did a bone marrow transplant and I, those three weeks in the hospital were some of the most scared I've ever been in my life. Um, they have a chart up right, right below my feet. So I can sit there and watch it for three weeks. And there was three days where I had zero white blood cells, zero, which means that anything you're done, buddy, <laughs> you were done any yeah. germs, pretty much you're done in the super clean room and, um, UCSF at, at San Francisco had, had total kudos for them. They were amazing how well they handled it. But I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have, I've been scared before, but that was, that was interesting to feel that as an adult and being knowing the EQ that I have now is like, wow, <laughs> you, when you're talking about your own death, you there's not much, <laughs> you know, that's about as bad as it gets in a way. Yeah. No, I think, I think fear, like, I think death is always, that's, that's the biggest fear <laughs> of all. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. um, Theoretically, yeah. and yeah. so I think that's, yeah, that, that's, that's a lot to yeah. take in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> How about discussed? I'm, I'm doing okay, but uh, it still scares me. Everyone's why I'm like, wow, I have part of my body is killing the other parts of my body. And I was like, what? Yeah. What? No, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that you're doing doing better. Then, right? Mm. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Me too. That's good. Um, how about disgust? You know, I had never heard disgust as a as a core emotion until in in and out or inside out came right. out. Like disgust, really? I really? think they might have just changed know. it up just for the movie. I, I think no, he no. That's what he says. That's oh, what. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, no, he there uh, and there's a there's there's a lot of different theories on on what are the core emotions and sure. that sort of thing. Personally, I don't. Personally, I think disgust is. Um, is well, like all of them is based on our thoughts. I mean, if you, there are people that can do things and see things and not be disgusted about it at all, where someone else is like, Oh my, <laughs> right. And just yeah. completely freak out about different things. And it's all based on your thoughts. If you think it's disgusting, then it is. If you don't think it's disgusting, it's not. And I don't know. I, I don't have, yeah, it's a weird one. <laughs> I mean, that's the same with all the other ones too, right? There are other things that make me angry, different, different than you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yep. yeah, they're all based on our thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, here's another thing. Wait, let me throw this in real quick. Two, um, we're born with, we're, I, a lot of the research I've read is, we're born with two fears, fear of falling and fear of, of loud noises, right? Naturally, bam, you know, something that kids jump when they, right? They're, they're, they're afraid, we're born with two fears. That means that all the other fears that we have, all of the other fears we have are learned. All of them, all of them. And we're not born with any anger. So that means that all of them are learned. So that means all of them can be unlearned. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? I love that. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so they're all based on our thoughts and our environment and what we learned and what we decided, what we yeah. decided probably and in our past, probably in our childhood. And it's going to take that much more effort to unlearn them too, because it's been so ingrained but, into into us for centuries, yeah. I'd say probably. But um, yeah, not so. centuries. No, not centuries. Us, us. It, we get our life. It's our life. We get to choose. And yeah, it's ingrained. And yeah, it's going to take some work. But big deal. I mean, we got something more important to work on. <laughs> Come on, this is pretty cool. Right. And it gives us power. Like I said, it gives us power. I guess I meant over like a generational thing and it's like pa- yeah. like part of almost oh, so yeah. ingrained in humans now, but um, yeah. And people in society encourages it and our parents, we yeah. pick up their fears and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But, but still, 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 we get to unlearn it. We get to choose it. We get to unravel it. If we want to, we get to change it. Yeah. I love so. it. And, and two more, hopefully we can <laughs> okay. maybe go a little yeah. faster, but uh, sadness. Uh, well, like I said, um, <laughs> that's a recent one. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, we had our kitty for 15 years, and she was the sweetest little thing. They said when um, we took her to the vet the day before yesterday, it's been 300 bucks on getting meds and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, gosh. And she was down to five pounds, and she, um, she, um, she they said the, veteran, the veterinarian said that a lot of cats, uh, I imagine dogs and people do, is when they get in pain and when they get – uh, when they're hurting, they get grumpy and they get nasty and some of them get kind of violent and they'll, and they'll, you know, they want you to stay away from them and don't touch them and stuff. Our cat did the opposite. She was so sweet uh, at the end. She's so yeah. sweet. She's jumping up on her left. She was scared. She, we found her in the bushes. And um, so she had a pretty tough um, childhood, I guess. And, but 15 years ago, and she was always stayed away from people. But lately we go to the bathroom. She goes to the bathroom. Meow, she'd jump up and go with us. She would following us around. It was great. And she would, uh, she was so sweet. And I was like, no, I know she was going. And it's like, Oh, so it made it harder. And I was really sad. No, it's really sad to see her go. And I'm still sad. I spent an hour yesterday going through pictures to, to find some pictures of her. I didn't have, I don't have very many, but I posted on Facebook and I was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> sad is washing, washing through our pain. It's just, it's not that big a deal. You just, if you're sad, you're sad. Just allow it. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, not to, not to, you know, go over or I guess step over your story, but I also did lose my, my, uh, my pet too, my dog, uh, a few months ago, but yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely a lot to handle for sure. Um, but it's sad though. It's sad. It's okay. You just, exactly. It's, It's Yep. It's, <laughs> it's okay to embrace it and and just yeah. sit with it. Um I, yeah. I, I definitely We're did. We're going to outlive our animals. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
And if we are going to, if we're willing to love, if we're willing to open our heart and that again, I, or not again, but I think that's one of our biggest ways that we, biggest powers of EQ is that we get to decide how much we open our heart and how much we close our heart. That's up to us. And if we open our heart to a pet or an animal or a person and we love, then it's going to have sadness around it. It's Mm -hmm. going to probably somewhere along the line, deal with it. It's okay. It's okay. We're making that choice. The alternative is to be shut down and cold and and aloof and disconnected and that's no fun so you're gonna have sad so get be okay with it <laughs> no actually i i don't want to go too long here but that makes me think about how you know if there is that um fear around embracing that or feeling that sadness that could be yeah. one reason why we are closed off to have the love or to be open to the love and and letting people in. Huge reason. Um, oh, I would say most people, more people, again, mostly guys are more afraid of their sadness. And so they close their heart down and they end up being a butthead and to in, protect themselves yeah. from feeling sad. I'm like, come on, you can yeah. deal with this. So, yeah. Uh, last I, one's joy, right? Yes. The last, last one's one, joy, right? Yep. <laughs> what, what are you joyful about or excited about or, yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm excited about a lot of things. I, I think the world is getting better. A lot of people think it's getting worse. And a lot of people are very scared these days, especially Americans are scared and angry, a lot of them, and disconnected and it, um, separated and all that kind of stuff. But I think things are getting better because I think EQ is like skyrocketing. People are going, wow, this is amazing. This is working. This is the missing link in a way. This is what we needed. And so I am joyous about that. And um, just kind of a side note, it's kind of funny because my wife and I, she's um, been involved with this the entire time I have as well. Her main goal, and I did this on on one of the EQ groups, there's a ton of EQ groups. I run 20 of them or something like that on Facebook and LinkedIn. And there's one that um, I asked this question, what's your biggest goal in life? Fear? I mean, joy, peace, or love? And people are like, wow, I never even thought of that. But my wife goes for peace, which is cool. I don't. I go for joy. (laughs) It's not that I don't want peace. I certainly do. But that's not my biggest thing. I want joy. You hear in my voice. I'm excited. I jump around and I, I'm more high energy and that kind of thing. Joy is one of my biggest goals. Joy is a wonderful thing. <laughs> Joy is letting go of all the negative crap and just letting it rip. So, I love it. I love it. I, I definitely have heard it throughout this whole session here, uh, that, that joy that you have, that passion. So it's really good yep. and really good to, to, to soak in. <laughs> um, <laughs> Great. So thank you. Oh man, this has been great. I like, there's, there's so many different things I wanted to maybe get into more detail around and, and maybe ask more specific questions, but, um, yeah, this is a good, uh, maybe, uh, intro to, um, emotional intelligence and how to, how to keep diving deeper. So really appreciate your time here. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing I'd rather talk about. If you want to talk again, Victor, I'll be happy to yeah fun thank you so much for listening to this episode with matt perlstein of eq for peace i'm just happy to be able to do my own small part in in helping spread this education around emotional intelligence to help people at an individual level find that inner peace within themselves as well so that they can then go and share it with others 
First and foremost, if you enjoyed this episode and found it valuable or or taken something out of it, please don't hesitate to share it with someone or anyone that could benefit from this conversation. So go ahead and hit that share button on on whatever streaming platform you're using right now and share it with your network and, and social media. If you want to be on the episode or if you have any questions or thoughts or experiences that you want to share as well, you can leave me a voice message right from your phone or browser. There's no setup or download required. Just visit victorung.com slash podcast. And there's a link at the bottom for you to record something to share with this podcast. Besides that, you can also subscribe to this podcast at victorung.com slash subscribe. There you'll get notifications of new episodes as well as my blog updates on my journey here. And Along with that, you get a free PDF download of the 11 exercises that I've collected to help jumpstart your journey in emotional intelligence as well. Thank you so much for listening and for being loyal enough to listen through all the way to the end of the episode. And I will catch you next Monday.